uh, after a after a night out in uh, Cardiff last night, which is it was tentatively gearing up for the uh, the big Wales versus England Six Nations game today, and that's why I'm quite uh, glad to be escaping the Welsh capital as uh, as everyone descends for uh, what I imagine will be a night of debauchery, which can only come with a city full of uh, rugby fans. Uh, yeah, so we're off to uh, Bristol today to watch the Bristol Rovers versus Sunderland. And it's a bit of a tricky one to work out this. Bristol Rovers aren't very good at home. They've only won three all season. Um, but they don't get beat often. And uh, very much like us, they uh, they bloody love a draw. So we'll see how that goes. And it's a very nice one, uh, this trip for Sunderland supporters. Nice train change to get a, a city break in a, a cosmopolitan city. I mean, don't get me wrong, the provincial, provincial towns are very nice, but uh, sometimes it's nice to get out to the big city and uh, enjoy what is quite a beautiful, beautiful weekend. So anyway, we're catching up with uh, some Sunderland fans, some, uh, some old voices, of course. I'm going to try and get some uh, hold of some Bristol Rovers fans, see what the, the gas is uh, opinion on today's game. And Roy Fallow is currently traversing his way down from the northeast by plane, train, and automobile. So you'll hear his uh, travel vlog or blog or whatever. Anyway, let's all go to Bristol. I'm Roy Fallow. You join me here making his podcast debut today. Uh, my dad, Malcolm. I'm far too nervous making my podcast de- debut to actually speak, but I'm trying to work out the few people who I can see whether they are Sunderland supporters or possibly egg chasers on the way to Wales for the big rugby match which takes place apparently an hour after we kick off. Well yes that is the the issue that it could be a train full of uh, rugby enthusiasts instead um, but I have spotted a few people in the waiting area with crates of Stella that kind of thing so hopefully we'll have a more football type atmosphere rather than a rugby atmosphere. Um, not long now until our train arrives and update you throughout the day a bit of a bit of colour um with today's planes trains and automobiles journey that we're having to bristol as we're flying back later and hopefully a flight back that will be with three points in the bag to make it two wins on the bounce We now have arrived in Bristol at the Annex pub, um, just a short walk from the ground. Home fans and visiting Massive Lads fans mixing together harmoniously at the moment. Um, The sleepy train platform turned into quite a very busy train eventually, didn't it? Well, certainly did. Mixture of Sunderland supporters getting on at all weird and wonderful stations like Sheffield and Derby and places like that, which shows we've got a following throughout the country, of course. Uh, but also lots of egg chasers, rugger buggers on heading for Wales for the England Wales game. But uh, we find ourselves in a very genteel pub, not the usual 
plethora of Sunderland supporters with uh, tops on singing songs about Kieran Dyer so it's much more sensible and sedate with proper beer um, although we might change all that as this beer goes down and we get a little bit more boisterous as time goes on Yes, very good point about the beer, actually. Um, and yeah, thankfully, as we were worrying about it being full of rugby posh lads, um, sat next to some uh, sort of middle-aged punk Sunderland fans. Good discussion about bands like the Skids and uh, Stiff Little Fingers. And a shout-out as well to the Grimsby fans we were briefly sat next to as well, who were on their way to Swindon, so good luck to them. Um but yeah, good pub at the moment, and hopefully this is a good few pints before a walk to another terrace, a more old-fashioned football stadium today, some very League One stadium today with uh, Bristol's sort of hodgepodge of a ground. And a very disconcerting element of today is that it's bright sunshine and T-shirt weather, which makes it more like a a pre-season game in, uh, in, in terms of the atmosphere in the pub at the moment I'm sure that'll change and we'll get much more down to earth Sunderland based weather like sleet coming down uh, and the game being abandoned after 75 minutes but uh, as things stand it's been very summery which is strange for the mid-February yeah it does feel like a kind of end of season sort of vibe like this is our last game before heading into the playoffs or something but hopefully the sunshine is uh going to make for a much better day than the last time we were on an uncovered terrace which was of course at Accrington so hopefully that'll be a much better game of football as well We're in the uh, Prince of Wales pub in the very happening area of Montpellier uh, near near the memorial ground I'm here with Tom and Dan and what have we been thinking of Bristol so far fellas I quite like it it's, um, it's got a very uh, Rated beard sensibility about the place. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I quite, quite like it overall, yeah. What's your favourite bit? Um, just anywhere that isn't full of rugby fans. So this is alright so far. This bit of- so, I mean, yeah, putting it on over there. But- right, I'm leaving. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I dislike it for exactly those reasons. It's, well, you full, of, it's full of. There's uh, not enough rugby here. <laughs> no, there's not, not, there's not there's enough, enough rugby. But it's too. Yes, it's trying too hard to be independent-minded. Or is it trying not trying? Yeah. And it's. A, you can be independent-minded without trying too hard. <laughs> this was perfect timing. How like we've got the sound now of the rugby. Yeah, no, great. Yeah. The, uh, anyway, the rugby's yeah. on, but it is. It is quite a wonderful day to stand on an open terrace. Yeah, yeah. It's celebrity Mark I mean, I don't want to like drink it, but I think it's going to be like better than Accrington away in terms of standing in an open terrace. <laughs> it's, uh, I've, got, I've got my waterproof jacket, but I'm, I'm hopeful I won't need it. It's too, yeah. <laughs> it's too warm for. Uh, yeah. For February, it's uncomfortably, uncomfortably warm to be stood with a load of uh, Sunderland fans huddled together, and they've turned that right that up, rugby, yeah, yeah, right yeah. up to uh, to just really annoy us. Uh, but what's going to happen today then? Um, I think I'm quite optimistic. I think like last the last three games, even though like three home games in advance, you probably think, oh, we need to take nine points from them or whatever. I think taking five points doesn't look great on paper. I think it's like take out the first hour against Accrington. Last three games is the best we've played in about two months. You reckon? Oh yeah. That, like we had Chris like, Maguire in those games. Yeah, well, some of them at least. Well, yeah, for the last half hour against Accrington, we did. Yeah, but like yeah, no, I fair. think that like if you if you look at how bad we've been since like New Year, 
the last three games, I'm like more, I'm more optimistic. Even though I've only taken five points in those games, without going up automatically than I was before then. Had it been, had that Gillingham game been at the beginning of yeah. these three games, or yeah. as opposed to no, the yeah. end? It'd be, oh, a bit yeah. miserable now, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I still think the performances have been pretty good. Like, I mean, I think we, we should have won all three of those games. Mm. If yeah. you look at, like, like chances we're, we're creating, again, like I say, t- oh, if you take out the first hour against Africa, <laughs> then, if you take out the bit where we're so really bad, we're very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about that. I think we'll win 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. Oh, the good bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The good bet. Uh, Dad has a theory about uh, a good bet that he won once on a Manchester derby. Yeah. But, uh, so, he doesn't want to give the secret away too much. Yeah. What's well, up? I mean, I think they kind of have given it away in a way. No, no, no. They, 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 they won't realise. They won't realise the fine nuances people. of the yeah. good bet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Tom? I I don't know because I wasn't at the game on Tuesday, but I, I I thought we had more chances in both of those other games last week. But the fact that we're not putting them away worries me a little bit. But I, but on Tuesday, yeah, I wasn't at that game, so I yeah. can't comment. Yeah. But, um, those other two games, yeah, those other two games, I, I worry that we sort of had lots of chances but didn't I, I, finish them. I'm like I'm sort of I'm less worried and more just. Optimistic to me, like before those three games, we just weren't making chances at all. Like, I mean, I know, like, it's it's an awful, terrible cliche, but like, Griggs getting in the positions to miss chances. But, like, if you take those two, he missed the the one where he goes around the keeper against Black uh, Blackpool, and the one where like side puts it about calmly about five yards (laughs) wide from six yards against uh, Accrington. He's not going to keep missing there. And he's in both of those cases, like, I mean, he's done really well to get in the position to make. It's not like it's just been, you know, oh, he's shanked it like over the bar from yeah. twenty yards. He's in a really good position, which he's created himself. You know, he's got into a really, he's pulled away from the defender against Arlington. He's gone around the keeper really well against Blackpool. He's not going to keep missing them. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I think a draw when you only create three chances or whatever it was against Oxford is yeah. better than a draw when you create but that, nine chances. That's what, that what, what it says yeah. about us as a team, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to go all expected goals are good now. But, no, no, uh, yeah, no, yeah, please, yeah. Please. no, I know. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think there's sort of there's something in that that, like, you know, that um, we've looked better creative-wise, attacking-wise in the last three games than we we'll have for weeks. Here's a uh, here's a question. Would you rather you win win today, then lose on in the checker trade, or lose today and win in the checker trade? You won't like my answer, but I'd rather win a trophy. I don't care what it is. I'd rather win a trophy. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't won the trophy. I don't care. I, I mean, I would I would rather have both. Obviously, it's a false I mean, finery. Yeah. I think we could do both. Yeah, yeah. But I want. I just want to win something. Just, yeah. That that cup final in 2014, which we, which we really couldn't have done more to win. I think we deserve to win a trophy, even if it is something that is. Oh, shy, I didn't get a ticket for it. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to. I don't know. Like my, in my only other appearance on this podcast, I said um, I'm not bothered about the fact that we're uh, Africa and when Luton and Portsmouth both. I said I'm not bothered about going up. I, I don't care if we get promoted, but now I'm just sick of this league. I think why, like, why are you sick of it? You had just like you missed you missed yeah, the beer garden in February. This is lovely, but like <laughs> like two weeks ago, I was sat in a 
in a bowling alley five miles outside Oxford, like queuing for 20 minutes to be served like horrible lager. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I just want to be out of this. I'm thinking this league. league because I think we should be aiming higher. Than I'm not saying we do, you know, we deserve to be where we are because we were crap last season. But I think we should, a club of our stature should, should not be in this, should not be wanting to settle in this league. But, I, but I'd rather win Seven. something, even if it is something that only really this league can win. So you take winning the checker trade and say losing in the playoffs? Yes. I'd, I'd be, I mean, I, will, I would be gutted. I, I find myself sort of worrying about saying that, but I just want to win something. I think, I think going up, going back up, we could do next year, we could do the year after, blah, blah, blah. The championship is a much, championship's a much, dif- much different league to when we've been up before. Yeah. It's yeah. like teams yeah. teams get stuck in the championship mm. forever yeah. because there's so, there's so much money. I now guess the championship's won forever as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Quite yeah, like yeah. that, Forest yeah. Green away or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the one. Nice vegan food I hear at Forest Green over. So, yeah. <laughs> Was that Bolton chairman had the right yeah, 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 like something about vegan pies? So just having a nice chat. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what a it's your first visit to the memorial. It's my second. Obviously, I've spoke about the uh, yeah, the announcer yeah, yeah. smelling gas. What are you most looking forward to about the memorial stadium? The announcer. The announcer. Announcing gas. Yeah. <laughs> so for those, I'm, for those I'm here, on a three-one victory. <laughs> have you put the good bet on? Yeah. Association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so we're going to, about to go on an open terrace in the glorious sunshine. Yeah, yeah, so, and are there any? Sorry, Tom. Are there any um, ex championship players we'd have heard of who played for Bristol Rovers? Still banging them in. I'm sure he gets a game every yeah. Right. So, prediction: three one, three one, Sunderland win. Tom. I never predict. So. No, no, well, no, and I, and I never I'm will. Literally, I never I'm will. never gonna. The last time I gave a prediction was before the derby that Ryan Taylor scored in. So I am not giving a prediction. Well, that's shite. <laughs> that's shite audio. That's yeah. fine. But, uh, I, but I refuse to do. I will it not comment. No we've comment. We've beaten them ever since. So, or, or drawn. We're not playing because we're playing Bristol Rovers. I know. Rovers. I know. But it's part. Of, it's part of the superstition. Uh, right. Well, I go. Uh, I think three 0 <laughs> you haven't said who to. <laughs> oh, to Bristol. <laughs> yeah, to Bristol. <laughs> I think Sunderland will win 3 0. Outside the Memorial Stadium, full time Bristol Rovers nil, Sunderland 2. I'm here with Rory and a. Rory's dad. Rory's dad. <laughs> Rory's he's already been, he's been introduced earlier. Rory's just, we've, we've smashed. We're going right, to have so to mush Combo. our uh, content together. It's been interrupted. Already? Already. Right. How was that? Fantastic. Um, I was just trying. I was just saying that it's, it's a hard one to pick man of the match for. Um, I think in terms of, I mean, this is a very big compliment. It's quite Pulisy, wasn't it? Just solid. Yeah. Took our opportunities. Wasn't like anything flowing forward. It wasn't like Gillingham on Tuesday no, no, night no. where we flowed forward quite easily, yeah. but had a couple of opportunities. Grinded out a, a win away from home. Clean sheet. We were trying to think the, the last time we scored two away from home as well, which is a big positive. Oh, well in my head, I thought it was Plymouth, but that could be it, 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 it could yeah, well yeah. be. That was the one. It does, it does help that they were absolutely terrible. They were <laughs> awful. They were really bad. You only beat what's in front here, and you know they, they've they've had some good results. I mean, they, these are guys who should have 
big Portsmouth the other day, mm. you know, and, and yeah, only a missed true. penalty. So and gave us quite a good game, Stadium of Light as they well. Did, they yeah. did. So we've grounded out. We've, you know, I, I think we could get over obsessed with talking about tactics after this game because nothing to do with tactics. It's just we've got players who've got that slightly bit more quality. Ledbetter and Catamore, middle of midfield, probably as good as you're going to see in this division, and probably quite a few teams in the division above. And Aidan McGeady, you know, take Oxford out of it, and over the last 10 games, he's absolute quality. And, you know, and, and it's the Steve McLaren thing. If you want a great team or you want a good team, get good players or great players. Bringing Steve McLaren Steve in, McLaren, that's how, that's yeah, how, exactly that's how optimistic we're uh, feeling. But I think that it's, it's a good point on, on McGeady and having good players in. The, the worries being and the, the stat freaks like to bring up XG, but if you've got a player like Aidan McGeady and just ping that free kick in, you can stick XG, XG with your bollocks, to be honest. <laughs> like, he can, if he can do that and he's on form and you've got players doing something out of nothing, doesn't, and that's why I say it's a bit pulacy. We're just creating those fine sort of limited chances, but we're taking them. It's as you were saying about it's not about tactics. It's like a lot of a lot of performances recently have been about like moments. Yeah. It's like now we're scoring from set yeah. pieces. I, I couldn't see from where I was when that goal went in. I don't know what happened, but then then to have a free kick and just ping it in the top corner yeah. it's like that's it it's well, like they're actually, done it's a really then. interesting point they got almost exactly the same free kick about 20 minutes later and if their guy had tried that on the training ground 10 times I bet they wouldn't hit the target the way McGee exactly, did yeah. that's what it's all about and McLaughlin didn't have a shot to save today as well I know no, no, they yeah, had that right. header from uh, quite early in the second half that they should have put on target but McLaughlin wasn't really troubled and again that goes credit I think to Flanagan and Dunn I think it's, keeping a clean sheet away from home the, the centre halves have been much maligned recently so I think it's right to pull them out for a bit of praise as well is, so we're is. winning a lot in the air today and, and it, it did look a bit more organised and I think that does go down to what you were saying about Catamol and Ledbetter being a calm presence in front of them. We just looked for the first time in quite a few weeks like a solid unit on yeah. the pitch, which is really pleasing. They didn't make mistakes as well. Those two central defenders have made mistakes. You look at that, Greg. Yeah. You know, they've, they've made silly mistakes, they've given penalties away, they've done daft things. Today they didn't. They just did the basics and they did the basics right. They keep doing that at this level, you'll go up. And that clean sheet's going to do like a world of confidence oh, as well. We have to talk about the elephant in the room, uh, Charlie White. Yeah. And I wanted it to go in. Yeah, well, we so all wanted bad, it to go so in. So badly. Because there's a guy in front of me just pelting him yeah. every single time. Even as soon as the minute he came on, it's like, oh, I hate him, blah, blah, blah. And I, just, I, wanted, I just wanted him to shut this fella up. And I, I can't legislate for that anymore. If you think... If, if Greg got those chances if and, 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 yeah. and people say oh but White created those chances White was a bit he, he didn't Morgan created those chances well that's what I was going to say he benefited from circumstance of the game being stretched and Morgan was excellent when he came on to be mm, fair yeah. and you know if even just one of them falls to Greg well, you're the, talking about a 3-0 win I thought the, fir- the first one when Morgan went to the byline I thought he leathered it back at him so it's like I thought that was a bit he was a bit unlucky benefit with that. the doubt with that one yeah, yeah. but the last one he's like he's got time to control it yeah. and just a touch. but he's panicking and it's like I was saying you don't know how to rectify that because it's confidence clearly yeah. but it's like how, how does he go about sorting that out because we can't just rely on Grig if Grig doesn't score we have to rely on McGeady and he doesn't want to just have an option where he's like well that's like it's not going to score and then players like Morgan might be like well I don't really want to give well, for it me, in. for yeah. me you've got to be looking at Sterling I mean you know Sterling well, he's, 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 he's injured he's injured yeah, but he, he is the answer before <laughs> White honestly because you know, sometimes it goes back to what we were saying about quality and 
you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I know people keep talking about what White's done at this level and how many goals he's got yeah. at this level, but you look at Will Grigg and Charlie White and they're, they're running down the channels. And they're all like around. And they're, they're, well. they're, they're a different as chalk and cheese. And so we need to bring somebody else up to the plate for that. And it's not Charlie White, I'm sorry. Was it Grigg must be like, well, I've done all the donkey work. Yeah, and then yeah, he that's gets, what I mean. Then he gets he, the he chances gets that chances. I won. Yeah. That's why I was surprised that was that was Grigg coming off. Unless Grigg was knackered, he's, been, he's played a lot of games in quick succession. And we do forget he was injured mm-hmm. coming here. He, he got a, he was Plus out point, for a month it, The other two subs, you know, showed strength in depth. Both mm-hmm. Power and Morgan made a, you know, stepped up to the plate and did good things. I think the, the one thing that right. needs to be mentioned as well that might not have got picked up for people who weren't at the game is a, a very League One moment of <laughs> our substitutes having to use the portaloos behind the goal. <laughs> yeah. Max Power and Charlie, White. Charlie White. Actually, Charlie White's best contribution today of uh, everyone singing <laughs> Charlie White, he shits where he wants. And then McGee or Kitten, <laughs> everyone singing Dylan, give us a shit. Dylan, Dylan, give us a shit. Which is a perfect League One moment. And that's. You go about moments on the pitch, but as a support, it's moments off the pitch. When you're in League One, you're looking for those like daft, silly things, and that's, that, that, that's the one I, you're I, talking about. I looked about. at how long they're in the toilet, and I never saw it as a shit. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking that. Yeah. It's clearly a piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But still, it's funnier, isn't it? But it's nice yeah. to have an open terrace where it's not pouring down with rain. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. uh, right. that's been. So, I was. How have you enjoyed the memorial ground? I assume it's your first visit to this wonderful, well, it looks, wonderful, <laughs> seven it different like, grounds it looks mashed like to together. Me that the chairman goes to a car boot sale that stands. Does stands and never comes back empty-handed. It's seven different stands. It's an equestrian stand. It's a race. It's a race course stand. It's those two like awnings, like the yeah, two behind yeah. the goal, like the, weird. Should be doing a flower show yeah, or, or a wedding. I think, you know, it's just everything. It's just a memorial ground porch. available for weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, funerals. Well, bits of it are, and bits yeah. of it are for football matches, <laughs> but only bits. But so, a 2-0 win and we're def- and, and as well uh, I believe uh, yeah Barnsley and Portsmouth drew 0-0 drew 0-0 which is Portsmouth massive was, the bonus penalty yes. during that game so that's just two oh. points two points for the game in hand with yeah. the game in hand and Barnsley play getting back to in our own hands exactly we're getting so, momentum back is he back on well I've been saying playoffs in the last few pods but after that I'm going to say nah it's back on second it's back on second, play, back on. second place back on. and yeah. win the checker trade we're when we come close. back here we're very close to every game's a cup final are we? Whoa. And I love that. I love that. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear myself say it again, but it's coming there. It's getting right. there. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Brilliant. Cheers. Uh, cheers, Tom. Cheers. cheers Lovely man. stuff. Where are you heading? Uh, I'm going back into the. Right. Rather than doing uh, tweeting player ratings, Matthew and I thought we would just chat about them. Yeah. Uh, so, Matthew, any thoughts on the goalkeeper first, John McLaughlin? I thought he didn't play that well in the last game, but I think. Bristol Rovers weren't very good today and he didn't have that much to do but what he did have to do he was fine right? I think yeah I agree I think he didn't make a save as such but he was quite authoritative as he normally is he had a bit claims of a, a lot of balls doesn't he out of the air and yeah I think he was never in any real trouble but I think he, if he had been <clears> tested by them he'd obviously be be up to anything they could have thrown at him he, just give him a 7 I suppose seven. Uh Suppose right back, Luke 09 scored today. Scored. Great. Um, good. It, it makes you wonder whether he wouldn't be better it's weird, supporting it? a striker. It's a bit odd, but um, that's where he's playing, and I suppose you can't really ask a lot more of him. He's, he's solid today defensively. Another seven. Another seven. Maybe even an eight. Can give him an eight. Seven and a half. Wow. 75%. 75%. Next to him, Flanagan, I think he is clearly our best centre-back. Agreed. Apart from, obviously, Osterk. Um, I think, yeah, again, sort of assured 
Um, never really looked under a great deal of uh, under a great deal of threat, but um, aerial balls dealt with him really well. And he's just he's just like he's he reads the game well, well yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I, to be fair, speaking of him, I think him and Dunn were both good in that they bombarded us in yeah. terms of they were launching balls and neither of them looked troubled no and I think that's that was the only way they were going to look to get a goal so they were never going to play football around us and then break us down that way so I think I think to be honest we've kept a clean sheet so I think it'd be unfair let's let's give the whole those three eight because all nine scored you can't no, no, knock we'll, that we'll give them eight and then oh. I think James is probably a seven at yeah, best because he's, he's the weakest link in the I, back I four agree, today and I, I, it yeah. just gives the ball away in weird ways. And then does strange things, sort of tackles in sort of a strange way and gets caught. I don't know. It's really caught defensively. He's a fullback. Like he's a he strange a player. He does get caught out quite a lot. And then he did some sort of ridiculous challenge. And you just want why? Height. Like, why do that? Yeah, but never mind. Seven. He, he put some decent balls in again. He's, he's one of them where forward. He, so, like, when, when he started, I thought, oh, well. He'll be solid defensively, but he won't be any sort of threat. He's almost the opposite. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. He's a. He's not. I don't know. He's, he's not what you'd expect from a League One fullback. No. Uh, def- going forward, great. Crosses are good, and he is a threat, but defensively, very suspect. I think. Um, I would say man of the match is a toss up between two players, and one of them is Grant Ledbetter. I thought it was absolutely brilliant today. Yeah. Personally. I think he, he showed why he is a championship footballer. Agreed. There was times in the second half where there was almost three or four players around him and he was just turned and moved somewhere else. From he's shaking any rust great. off, hasn't he? Like, yeah, like, from yeah, not playing for Middlesbrough, yeah. he's just shaking it yeah. off. I, I think he's, um, he's head and shoulders above anything this division's got to offer easily um, it's no surprise to me that he links up well with McKeady who's another, who's the other well, one who you could say was man of the match Great. I would give both of them a 9 yes easily and Catamore probably an 8 because midfield great, like, midfield looks really good shaky moments he gave ball away a couple of times but I think him and Ledbetter I think that's it, your midfield for the rest it, of the well, season, it, it, unless there's injuries well, and suspensions. Well, it is, and I think it? I think people sort of thought, oh well, they can't play together, but purely because I don't know, it was almost a bit lazy, really. I think when people have said that because the well, different I think it, types of player. I think we've watched, say, for example, Catmull play alongside McGeek or Power, and sometimes they've tried to occupy similar areas. Yeah. And the worry was signing another player who liked to occupy deep yeah. positions that might happen again. But I think no disrespect to the other two. Ledbetter and Catamull are players who've spent their entire uh, careers above yeah, this level uh, and you can tell it, watching them it's clear that Ledbetter is a, is a championship footballer and regardless if he's here you wouldn't no he's, he's he's really I mean some of the some of the control in tight spaces his use of his body finding players with forward passes and you know what you're going to get with Catamull it's well, tenacity yeah. it's that, I mean he drives the team forward 10 yards well, it, Catamull it, it, for it's me it's one of them as well where it's easy to say, and it's a bit of a cliche, but Catamore has a good game, everyone plays well. and it's. I totally it, it, agree. It, it happened again the day. It, like, like I say, there was a couple of shaky moments from it. Right. Nah, fine. Overall, fine. It, I think that midfield will make a huge difference because I think it gives a back four confidence. Um, yeah, so the I more know. we can keep the midfield together, yeah, uh, there's a. 
and uh, <laughs> you can keep the back four together and the uh, midfield two together the better it gets uh, that's not to say you can't bring another player back in if someone's form fizzles <laughs> don't just say Max under your breath Matthew it's correct <laughs> well he came on again today really, 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 and he did alright didn't he, he? Well, he did. but we'll, uh, we'll come to that later uh, we'll move to the uh, the right of midfield, which would normally, I would say, it was Watmore. He wasn't really playing on the right. It was more kind of close to Greg. To m- he didn't look great. He didn't look. It just didn't look very good. No, I'd, it, it, I'd go as far as to say you'd give him a five out of ten yeah, today. And it, it, I know it, the numbering's arbitrary, but the stuff that I like about him, the reason that I've wanted him in the team is his pace and his direct really runner, but he didn't offer it. He didn't stress no, him he didn't. at all. He and I think he, he got his head down and ran a few times and just got himself into trouble. I think, I don't know. Hopefully was, there's more to come. Hope so, because the, the obviously not forgetting he's come back from, from injuries. Two horrific two injuries. Terrible injuries. And it was a worry in the first half when he went down holding his knee. That was a weird moment, yeah, wasn't it? It was a bit like, oh well. What, <laughs> oh, what's no. happened there? Um, but I think that there does need to be a bit more for him now because we yeah. are sort of obviously. Well, there's other options. Well, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan came on and did really on well. And had a really good game. I mean, so. he, if we're going to do the whole scoring system, I'd give him an eight for his performance. I, I thought, thought he was good. That was the best he's played since the Wimbledon debut. No, I agree. You know. exactly, I thought he really threatened, and he put one on a plate for White. <laughs> White. Wow. Well, there we go. Hey, but we'll come on to him in a minute. Yeah, uh, we'll, well, we'll go back to the start eleven. I think we were both a little bit disappointed with Honeyman. Yeah, he? I thought he was. It was a, it was an unusual performance from Honeyman. Sort of gave the ball away a few times, and some of his link-up really, was really nice. Yeah, it was good, but he, he didn't seem to have the usual energy. That Another he, kind of six. Yeah, he was fine. It wasn't. He didn't have a bad mm. game, but he, he was just sort of. I think because maybe he's, I don't know. Catamol Ledbetter so composed and dominant behind him that you don't notice his influence as much. Maybe you know, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't he, know. He was okay. He was okay. He was fine. Not much to not report a, with him today, actually. McGeady, we've mentioned him. Great. I mean, the free kick was just rewards. Well, that's his tenth. Of the no, eleventh, I think. Well, tenth league. Sorry, tenth season, I think. I mean, for I mean, to me, obviously, missed the the kind of opening part of the season. He's a twenty goal a season player at I mean, this level. Like, he's absolutely unbelievable. I think Chris had tweeted. Chris Weatherspoon had tweeted that he's almost a cheat code in this. Correct, league. agreed. And I would agree with. He's, with he's phenomenal. Great. Um, good free kick. I, you, good players play well together as well, and and like I've said already, he links up well with the other very good players. In well, the I team. think it shows like obviously the the quality he brings that I said to you before he took that free kick that really this this should go, uh, this should be in or a great. Well, well, I think we were both saying this is a goal really, and I, and I think they had one in an identical position, and we both said this is going over the bar because. And I think yeah. that sort of shows. Today is a kind of game where Bristol Rovers really didn't show enough to to really get in people's faces. They were really poor, and that benefits us because our good players are then tails are up. Yeah, we're at them. Sort of like put in for me their performance was sort of a half and half between right we're going to bombard you with long ball stuff but at times we're going to try and pass it a little bit and they never really did either. They were crap. They were both of them. They were, they were rubbish. Really? So I guess that takes us on to Greg, who I thought played really well, 
but we didn't really create anything well he got him. another assist he did which was great it. really good work by the way and he got the obviously the assist for Honeyman against that region yeah which was great work by but, the way and it was similar really it was sort of getting in front of his man putting it on a plate for own I knew following in following in was great he he looked I know we're going back over ourselves on 09 but he really this is going to sound outrageous but he's like an, a lower league Lampard like in terms of just finding yeah. that space in the box which yeah. is why people think when you suggest him as a, as a player to play off the front I don't think he's a number 10 like some kind of Raquel me or Baggio or, but he's he's that and he's nowhere near as good as Lampard obviously I mean he's light years away but in the lower leagues if you're not playing two up front he's a sniffer yeah. He's lurking around the striker. He's picking up the pieces, uh, and nobody else in the squad does that, do they? No. And I think what's that? Half a dozen goals. I think he's got from right back, really. I mean, most of them have been at right back, yeah. Part barring the Shrewsbury one, maybe. I think because his natural inclination yeah. is uh, to get in it, the box. It's just a bit odd for me that he isn't. I don't well, know the reason it, at the moment is because he's not going to start against Honey. Uh, uh, sorry, against. Ahead of Honeyman, no, he, he isn't, isn't, is he? No, well, uh, but before that, there was a period where Matthews was fit, and he elected to play other players. Yeah, in Charlie White, for well, example. Yeah. And well, I mean, we will come back to Greg though. I think his running off the ball is absolutely brilliant. His touch isn't bad, but he just the team hasn't quite adjusted to creating chances nah. for him yet. But I think we, I think we will get there in terms of in terms of doing that I think they just need to learn that I think it's just a case of learning his runs in some mates. ways yeah because obviously you play with Madger all season who would he find, doesn't make the run off the shoulder in a phone box basically and he comes and off he, short and yeah. uh, different foot forward is isn't he yeah. Jack Ross was kind of talking about this on the talk he was. Was talking on Thursday no he was but I, uh, with, with Greg you can't his performances have been been brilliant. I think he's, I don't think he's had a bad game for some. I don't. Uh, he, and he's unfortunate in many ways not to be averaging a goal a game because yeah. he could easily have had five. Well, five he'll, goals. he'll own himself. Obviously, the the chances he has missed have been really good chances. But <coughs> I think that doesn't detract from his overall influence on the side. And because if, if he you, makes a difference, yeah, he stretches he does, if, the if he's not in there, if you've got. I don't know, white up front in his own. Well, he's not going to pull defenders. We, weirdly not, enough, he had the chances. He did, but I, I do think that that was sort of the, but they he was all came in the last them. 10 minutes as well. Yeah, they, was, they were looking for it. Yeah. Morgan had come on. And You've got to take the context. And he yeah, also missed an open goal. So. And that's not the first well, time he, he did, did it a couple of weeks ago. He did it against yeah. I mean, you do look at white and you do wonder. With Greg, I'm confident if he gets another chance. Which he didn't today, really. Although he kind of well, did well, with the setup. But, but if, yeah. if, he, if he got another clear chance, like the one White missed. Well, if he's getting any of them chances, that I White think he has, scores. Because I think after scoring the penalty in the last game, he's he's confident. I think he feels more like, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's almost like if he'd come on as a sub, he probably would have had a hat wreck. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is absolutely mad. Yeah, it is, because but, that, um, that, but that's when the chances were created, obviously. There was because, like you say, the stretch. Whereas White, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be confident that he would he would score another goal for us I in some ways. Worry. And I don't mean that in an exaggerated no, way. He really worry, doesn't yeah. look confident about or very good. 
his sort of like you just look at him and you think well really what is he kind of offering not enough at the minute because I would say. You, you, you're playing ball obviously didn't start today so it's unfair to say you're playing balls to but when in the past we've played balls at head height he doesn't win headers he can't really hold the ball up and he's not a finisher like but but then so what and then people are going, oh, we need to play it with strengths, but... What are the strengths? I'm not sure he knows what his strengths are. What are those Does he know? Does he know? I'm not sure he does. And I'm not sure Sunderland, in League One, the pressure and expectation that comes with that is the right breeding ground for him to... Is breeding ground the right term? I'm not sure. You know what I mean? It's a fertile environment for him to kind of build his game. You almost need to know what player you are and go, right... Yeah. I'm gonna just do it here in yeah. front of this fan base and all that. And to me, I, I look at him and think the, there are some things about. I mean, you can't argue that his movement for the actual chances yeah, he had tonight, yeah, he's uh, the tonight today were good. He's in the position, but but he has made a real mess again. Right. And and you think you need to be doing better than I think that. The be- one in particular, though, like the, the third, well, the, the last chance he had. He, he put that well wide as well. It was it awful. It was a terrible. Effort. If you haven't seen it, by the way, you need to catch it on. I don't know. We'll probably put extended highlights out on the club website or whatever. Quest um, might show it. They might because it was. I mean, it really was that bad. Well, it was. It's a. It's a it's misworth. A opportunity. It's one of those where it's a misworth showing. Yeah. And that says it all for me. Yeah. Like, if it's a misworth showing, it's a bad one. Agreed. Who uh, else came on? Morgan. Max. We've talked about Morgan, and I think he did put himself he he again you've got to take it into context the game stretched yeah. but he'll gain confidence from the fact that he beat men he actually beat them yeah, and he, he, he created that chance for White and he was a lot better than what more he was good and he was an outlet as well I he, think was, he was direct yeah I think, yeah I think to be fair I thought he was really good we've kind of given up on the numbering system by the way eight, eight. Uh, probably is an eight for him White a five Grig a seven Seven, um, max and ten. then <laughs> obviously Matthew is going to give Max a ten, but really he just came on and he just kept it ticking over, didn't he, Max? He did. No, um, he did. He, he seemed. To, he's a reliable. He seemed he's a reliable on. character, I think. Yeah, the, I think he always. Uh, the manager likes him. There doesn't can't he? be many games where he's been available that he hasn't featured. The manager likes him, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. There's a reason Not for that. Just me, but like, he just <laughs> no, but he, he's um, obviously. A, Football's not just. I think sometimes people think it's a database, like football manager or, yeah. or whatever. And it isn't. He's obviously <laughs> an influence off the pitch as well. He's a big character in the yeah. dressing room. Obviously, he's big, uh, but he, he, apart from anything else, he's, he's last season he, he was here with Wigan. He so knows it. He knows it uh, with Will Green. And how much do you think he's had an influence on bringing people like James and Craig to the club? Well, there you go. But no, the other way. James came first actually yeah, James maybe James is actually the reason we've signed all these Wigan players well, is it? Right. 10 out of 10 for James if that's the case well yeah <laughs> no I think obviously today he was on for what 10 minutes but I think <coughs> even if you're not playing he wants him probably, involved doesn't he he wants goes, him involved he does and I think but that, that probably goes for Leuven's as well Leuven's it's a, yeah Leuven's he's obviously not even on the bench I don't know if he's injured at the moment but was he that bad that he's no, completely I, out of the squad? I, I, he's an experienced head, isn't he? He is, and I, but maybe he is in and around the in and around in and around the dressing room. Quite possibly, I maybe maybe Ross looks <coughs> at him as someone more. I think he looks at McGeady 
he's probably about the same age as Jack. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I think actually it's really just to sort of think. I think I'm. Gonna, I would say McGeady man of the match actually. I would agree. Um, and I think just to finish off, we'll just say you can tell from the stuff that Jack Ross says that he really hates McGeady, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. Not just as a player, as a person, I think as well. I think you'd be this division with him in it. Is he Ronaldo? Yeah, it, he it, Messi. I mean, of League One. I mean, so kick it was going in, wasn't it? I had every confidence he was going to score. Ten goals now. And so, what did Magic get? No, obviously not. No, no, no. They know it's a like fair point scorers, because so. if someone's going to take the sort of team by the scruff of the neck and fill that void, I think it's him. Well, so I'm, I'm going to say that McGeady will. I think he end might. Up our top I think he might end up with twenty goals. Well, it's what. Another sort of thirteen, 13 games. fourteen games left. Yeah, I think I think he'll end up uh, he could average scoring. a goal a game. Easy. I think Magic got sixteen. Did he? He did sixteen. So I think he'll get think. more than that. Obviously that. Uh, but we'll see anyway, won't we? But I think we're, we're it's great to have a. Now. No, but it's a great to have a. The point is, it's great to have a player like that. Who other other clubs would be absolutely kill you for a player like that. Clubs who would take him. I mean, look at, the, look at some of the teams that are struggling I in the championship. I think it's sort of in. overlooked as well because of obviously you don't know, but maybe he's allusions to attitudes and allusions to. But, but he scored eight goals last season, so. I think th- yeah, we'll not go into last no, season. No, obviously we've all seen Netflix and his thoughts on the management situation, but um, clearly McGeady is a player in the right system, the right setup with the right manager who is. Especially in League One, he's unplayable, and he is definitely someone. If we go up, who you can hang your hat on to put in a performance. Uh, and let's finish on. I'm sure the other lads have talked about this, who you'll hear from tonight. But we're within two points of Barnsley. It's in our hands again. Game in hand, and we've got them to play. Their form is now mirroring ours in in the way it was go, before. Too many draws. You go to Barnsley now and don't lose that game. It's You're totally still in your hands, hands exactly. So. so. We're all positive. Matthew thought we were going to finish eighth a, f- a few weeks, Still a few do. games ago. Eighth. When I said eighth, <laughs> and I'll stick second behind Barnsley because I'm, I'm waiting for Luton to capitulate, and I think it'll happen. Um, so yeah, they they're kind of your player ratings and some other waffle. Enjoy the night. Uh, have a few drinks. Two wins in a row. We've needed it.